welcome to the Engineering Emotions and Energy Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Wink. Today, very, very important topic, something you might not have considered. How is impacting everything that you're trying to accomplish in life? There is a secret word that is undermining all of your efforts, everything you're trying to do, because this one word that you probably use every day, and you probably don't even know the number of times that you're using it, whether it's conscious or unconscious. Once I bring this word to your attention, you are going to just go, oh my gosh, this this has been one of the big things. So you're going to pay attention. You're going to find out how, not necessarily easy, but just how this permeates. And then once you're aware of it, you're going to be able to start to work with it. So I'm going to share with you what the most dangerous word is that's in your vocabulary and the gotcha that is preventing you from seeing how this is impacting you in such a really, really deceptive way, because we, we all do this. And it's something that people just say all the time. And the other thing is, a lot of people aren't even conscious that they are doing it. So that's why I really encourage you to listen very carefully to this episode. And I'm going to be recording these a little bit early, because I'm getting ready to go on a... Uh, a self-meditation retreat where I am found a little place out on some nice acreage, and I'm just going to be kind of on my own detach and really just get some time to be in silence and with myself, not be sort of of the world, just be living in the world. And so when I get back, I'm sure I'm going to have some really great stuff to share for you. But right now, I got some really good stuff to share on the most dangerous word and you might be asking, Justin, what, what is the word? It's, that's not it. It's not what. Now, this can be a little bit like the Abbott and Costello, who's on first routine. I'm not sure, you know, this is, was this like the 30s or the 40s? You know, where it seems like who's on first and exactly. No, no, no. What I want to know is who's on first. Yes, exactly. What's on second? I, I don't care. I want to know who's on first first. Well, it's who? Well, what? What? No, what's on second? I don't know what you're talking about. No, I don't know who's on third. So this is not a who. This is not a what. This is not even a how. This is something that you might not have known before, but now you're going to know really, really easily. It's going to be really easy to spot. The most dangerous word that you have in your vocabulary is why. Now, why is why so dangerous? Because when we ask our mind a question, it inherently goes to work to get us the answer. This is why, have you ever had the occasion where uh, you're, you're talking with someone and you want to remember the name of a movie, but just it just slips. You know, you know it's, got, it's got that guy, Nicolas Cage, and he's, he's in a plane and Steve Buscemi's there and there's this really creepy scene with a little girl and you, you, can't, you can't remember the name for the life of you. You know all about the movie except the title. And then you go about and you just, you let it go and you're talking about, you know, the hummus, how fantastic it is, but you prefer, you know, red pepper hummus over this garlic hummus that you got. And then all of a sudden, boo, Con Air! The movie was Con Air. Why? Because your subconscious was at work digging through your memory banks to pull up that answer that you put to it previously. Now, why is the question why so dangerous given that fact? Because we have to be very careful with what types of questions are we asking ourselves? Because when we ask the question, we are going to get the answer. And 
This is really explained really well in this fantastic book, um, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. This is by uh, Shem Helstetter. This is this has been around for a while. Um, basically, it just goes into depth of how we all have these scripts that we're playing day in and day out. And what's worse is that we didn't even consciously write the script. And often this script is going to contain these horrible, horrible why questions like, why am I such a failure? Why do I feel so depressed? Why are relationships so hard? Why does work just suck so much? Why am I so stressed? So phrases like these are part of your script and chances are it is, and you might not even realize it because it's just become background noise into your mental chatter that you're putting these questions to yourself and you are answering it. And all of these questions presuppose that something is true that you likely do not want to be true. So like when you ask, why am I such a failure? It presupposes, it assumes that it's a fact that you are a failure. And now the mind is simply trying to find out the supporting information to support that belief, which is not really a fact, but if you find enough information to support it, it becomes true to you. And I've seen I've seen this in myself, you know, because you know I've recently had you know depressive thoughts, and they'll it'll slip in where I'm going like, oh, why is life so hard? Why does nothing work out? And then my mind starts coming up with with the answers. It's like, well, because you don't have any discipline. Well, because uh, you know this is what your parents taught you, and this is just what it's going to be. And uh, you know, I've seen other people do this. I I saw my dad. I'm sure he does this because I recently you know went to visit my parents uh, in Orange County uh, to to try to uh, understand you know some of the whys of where I came from, and more on that in just a little bit. But one of the things that my dad texted me uh, after after I had I had left was he sent a, a a real dramatic text to me saying like oh, you know to the effect of sorry I'm such a failure of a father and I'm sure that he whether he's conscious or not of it the question of why why is he such a failure of a father is probably part of the script that he's he repeats often and often and so. We're all humans. We all have like things that'll come up that can, you know, support any of these questions. So, you know, just like there's any number of things. But if you were to ask a higher quality question, like, why am I such an amazing father? Then you'll also get a ton of supporting information like that. Like, oh my gosh, my kids like always had food on the table. Um, my kids, you know, felt comfortable enough to be able to uh, disagree with me. Uh, you know, oh, my, my children have, were able to, you know, get really high levels of education and, uh, they're able to get jobs and bring in money. So depending on the question that we're asking depends on what facts we're going to get in return. And what do you want? Do you want supporting information about, you know, how horrible your life is or how great it is slash could be even better? So one of the things that people often get hung up on with learning that why is so dangerous and so destructive into getting where we want to go is it just they just get you know, Justin I, 
I got to know why. I got to know why I am the way that I am. I, I want to know why that the world is the way that it is. I want to know why, you know, the person that I want to be with treats me the way or doesn't ignore me or gives me too much information. I just want to know why. And to that, I ask you, why? Why do you want to know why? Because play this out. Does knowing why ultimately change anything? So one of the reasons why I went back to go and visit with my parents was uh, one of the things that I I felt called to do was to sort of just get a, a history of my family and, you know, where they came from, just get some of the facts on the table and understand the story of, you know, where does my dad lie and, you know, with amongst his brothers and sisters and, you know, wh- where did his parents come from and same thing on my mom's side you know, and then just try to understand, well, where were they coming from? And it, it definitely was helpful to, you know, get that empathy and realize like, yeah, they had, they had challenges, they had difficulties. And there was, there was one, one story that my mom was kind of telling me, it was about, I must've been, you know, between one and three. And that's the other thing is people's memories start to get, they get really fuzzy and you're not necessarily going to get the truth, truth, because Everyone has a different recollection. There were times where I'd ask my dad one thing and my mama something else, and they were didn't really line up. But it's not that one was lying and one was telling the truth. Just you, we all filter things through our emotions and our experiences and our current awareness. And sometimes we're just not paying attention, right? Like you know, this was you know thirty, forty years ago, so it wasn't like they were on the iPhone. But that we've as humans have been amazing at coming up with distractions to distract us from whatever might not be what we really want to be thinking about. And why is a really great distraction from what is and what would you want it to be? So if you were to know why, what would what would that change? So one of the events that really stuck out, as I was telling you that my mom mentioned, was at, at some point I just got this inkling that, well, maybe something happened to me when I was like two. I don't know what. Um, Somewhere around there, plus or minus a year, right? Who knows exactly? And uh, she told me one story of, uh, I, th- I think, you know, her and my dad must have been out for, you know, something, date night, I don't know. And they had left me with a babysitter's house or whatever. And she said she would uh, came in and that I I wasn't uh, easily available for whatever reason. I didn't, you know, come running. I'm going, mommy, mommy, so good to see you that she had to go scour around the house and found in, in a bedroom, I was hiding under a bed looking really, really scared. So there's a little bit like, whoa, whoa, whoa what, what happened? And I realized it doesn't matter what happened because lots of stuff happens, you know, to all of us. And if I, if I knew that something specific happened, what necessarily would that do for me or anybody? Because other than just being sort of an intellectual curiosity, knowing if something horrible, and maybe nothing horrible really happened. Maybe I just, a noise in the house spooked me for whatever, because I was, you know, a sensitive two-year-old. Who knows, right? So knowing why things are the way they are, it doesn't change what they were. It doesn't change how they are, and it doesn't change how things can be. In fact, it's actually worse because by asking why are things like they are, you're just re- 
repeating your past in the present. So you're perpetually having what you've already had by asking why is it the way it is. Your subconscious just answers, and then you get what you've got, and you will not get what you haven't had because you're not asking a question which opens up to the possibility of what you have had not had yet, which requires a different type of question. And I don't think we're going to get to it today because I really want to keep these episodes sort of like bite-sized, like little chunks for you to like nibble on and go, hmm, that's good. Um, and I also want them actionable. So I, I want so you can listen and I want so you can get something, take it away because I really want you to have less stress in your life. I want you to have better connections, better relationships, and I want you to have that impact in your world. And if you're busy asking, why is it just not working out for me? You're not going to be able to make it work out for you. So how, how do we counteract this, this horrible, horrible question of why that can permeate our thoughts and uh, basically overrun our emotions with all the sort of like negative stuff if we're not asking, you know, we've, we've got these scripts. So the first first step is got to become aware. You got to start noticing the thoughts. So if ever you're not feeling like so hot, like you're just like feeling a little down or maybe a little angry or or maybe even physically sick or there's something hurting, start paying attention and noticing what kind of question might be coming up and almost on autopilot, just like, oh, why is this so hard? Or why am I such a fuck up? Why, why, why is this? Why is she always annoying me? You know, why is he just seem to be such an idiot? So just start to start to be aware. So that's step one. And so you could even just spend like a, a day looking out for your whys. Because <laughs> um, it, I don't know. I'm I'm laughing because so often you you hear like, well, you you got to know your why um, in doing something. You know, like what's what's motivating you. Um, you know, why why do you want to start your own business? Why do you want to be like you know the best engineer in the world? Um, and so that's starting to get into the um, the more high level, like going towards something. But if we don't take care of this sort of underlying um, why that's cutting us off at the knees. That, that why isn't even going to uh, have a place to take hold. So this is really, um, we got to be aware of the rocks that are in our soil and we got to like start getting, getting rid of these. So maybe you've identified some, um, you know, such as like, why am I such a failure? And basically it's, there's an assumption that you are a failure and now you just want to know <laughs> the bat, the supporting information you you're asking yourself to come up with a case against you, um, you know, and y- the brilliant being that you are, you will find so many reasons of why that is true. So the, the, the trick here is to amend the question as soon as you notice that the question has been asked. So, because one of the things that in uh, what to say when you talk to yourself, a big big part of that is to sort of like re- recreate new scripts and things like that, and so that you basically program yourself with helpful things that you'll be muttering, you know, sort of unconsciously, and that can be. I'm I'm not I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying I, I've tried it. It is challenging, and this thing I'm about to share with you it's it's a game changer. I learned it uh, from Michael Burnoff, which is basically. It's kind of like jujitsu 
or Kung Fu, one of these martial arts, it's a mental martial art where basically you are going to utilize that negative energy to your advantage. You're just going to like take, take the wind out of its sails. So it's, you might hear like, why, why are relationships so hard? Then you just go, except for when they're fun. So you've taken the energy away from that destructive, why are relationships hard? And you've appended, except when they're fun. And does it, does that question even make sense? No, but that's way better than the why are relationships so hard? And then it's like, well, because uh, you were always a shy person, uh, you're physically, you know, could be a little bit more attractive. And um, you just pick bad people to be around. Like, that's the kind of stuff you're going to get when you, why are relationships so hard? But when you append, except when they're fun, blank space. Now you you can do and think whatever you want. So let's let's do a couple more of these. So like, you know, why am I such a failure? Except when I'm not. Why am I so out of shape? Except when it's easy not to be out of shape. Why does work suck so much? Except for when it's super easy to be at work. So get aware, start to notice your own whys that are subtly, silently destroying your dreams. That's what they're doing. And then ha- once you're, you're aware of kind of maybe your top four or five, the the whys that are um, fucking your shit up, uh, what can you amend to sort of like take the power out of that? And I think that's where I'm going to uh, end today's episode because I've got an even more advanced use of whys. You know, so this is just, this is just the why defense, but we got to get on offense. We need to use why for our own benefit. And that's that's what I'm going to get to in the next episode. So uh, hit me up. Uh, make sure you're subscribing. Uh, if you love this show, uh, you know, rate me five stars or whatever the max is on whichever platform. If there's something that could be done better, please don't rate me low. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how... I don't know how to come back from that. No, not emotionally. Emotionally, I'll be fine. But, uh, you know, just just let me know. So find me on Facebook, Justin Wink, W-E-N-C-K. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, get a hold of me. Let me know what could be done better. What are some topics you're interested in? And make sure that you're subscribed so that you can get the next, the exciting conclusion of how to use the most dangerous word, which is why. All right. Thank you and good day.